This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right, good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? I'm doing great, Mark. I'll do. We are in the studio. I'm happy tonight. I know you are. I know. So we're here every week, Saturday, 1 o'clock, every week on the WPHT Talk Radio. We've been doing this for 15 years. If you want to ask us a question about mortgages, residential, commercial, real estate, give us a call. My number is 267 266 5501. What's your number, Dan? My number is 609-605-7153. Call us up. We always answer. That could be four ninety nine for me with the school, so I always answer the phone. So what's coming up today? So coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Continuing series. We have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. And we have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? Why do people buy a home? Good one. Part two, right? Part two. Sure, 2A. Mark, we are also honored today to have our our special guest, Justin Gall. He's the owner of Keller Williams, and he handles the Jenkintown, Newtown, Yardley, and Northeast Philly offices. Very good. KW. (laughs) Mark, we also have our questions. How should I prepare my house before selling it? The next question is, is there a reason my home's assessed value differs compared to the market value? That's a great question. The next question is, should I sell my current home before buying a new one? Common one. And the next question is, should I do a final walkthrough? I just had that question. Uh, actually, on a deal I just did. All right. And Mark, coming up is our topic of the day, which is five reasons the housing market is not about to crash. Yes. I'm not a doom and gloomer. All right. All positive all the time, right? Right. All right. But first, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, in the book of life, the answers aren't in the back. So (laughs) (laughs) fail forward, keep learning, and you'll be fine. Very good. All right. So where are we at, Dan? Great question, Mark. We are up to the market report. And there is the bell. So I've seen all the doom and gloom out there, but it's not that bad. Philadelphia housing market. 
is showing signs continued competition as the prices are still rising. Days on the markets fall. I think what I, we talked last week, it was we're back down to like nine days on the market. If we're lucky. In, in Philly, Philly Metro. While the spring market saw a seasonal uptick, it's still not as busy as it would be during typical spring. With March sales being down compared to a year ago, significantly lower than the panscamic. You know, Mark, <laughs> you know what's happening, too, is I think a lot of people, if they have an open house scheduled or they have showings through the week, let's say they get great offers on Monday, they're still letting people come through on Wednesday to see if they can get a better offer. Yeah. So it's definitely leaving the houses on the market for a much longer period of time. Yeah, and, and the market is really not that bad. The agents that that are really busy that I talk to, that are reaching out and stay in touch with their databases, they're busy. And well, the, that's the, the key. problem with the public is we're like the only game in town. And the media does not give any detail about the real estate market. It's still, it's the best time ever to sell. So, so anyway, here's some key findings about the market. March sales were down compared to a year ago, also significantly lower than before the pandemic. Median days when the market took a dive from roughly three weeks in January and February of 23 to 13. Now, this is in our whole metro area. New Penny, Philly's like nine days. New Penny sales in March 23 in the Philly metro were, were, were 25% lower. And that's why the, the, this inflation and fear, that's affecting that. The median prices rose, though, 5.5% year over year, fastest price growth among any metro areas in the Mid-Atlantic. And inventory in Philly metro was less than 40% it was in March of 2019. That's, 40%. that's huge. I know. Forward-looking home demand index suggests that while housing market is picking up this spring, typical season bump is smaller than it was a year ago. So tell us about the rates. The rates. So you're still looking at your 30-year fixed conventional at about 6.875. Your 15-year is at 6.25%. Mark, your 30-year FHA is anywhere from 6.5% to 6.25%, which is followed along with your VA loan. Now, again, keeping in mind how much are you putting down, what's your credit score right. you know, for your conventional and your 15-year, but um, your FHA is, is pretty status quo. Yeah. All in all, Philly market's still gr- steadily growing. I mean, it's not doom and gloom. And what are you going to do? Wait to hit the bottom of the market? Anyway. All right. So that was good. So with that, you're listening to Good News from Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WBHT. All positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. If you're planning on listing your home for sale, get your home updated and don't pay anything until the house sells. Really, it's that simple. Curbio, your first stop with your agent before you list the property and your one stop for getting everything from painting and flooring to full home renovations. Go to Curbio.com, sell your home for a higher list price and realize an average 215% return on investment. It's stress-free, it's turnkey, and the process is easy. Go to Curbio.com. 
Philadelphia Real Estate Classes is the premier real estate school in Philadelphia, serving all of Pennsylvania. They offer live streaming and live instructor online courses to get your real estate license. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Their pre-licensing course has a $150 down payment to get started and a total cost of only $499, including the book, day, night, and weekend courses too. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Get your license now. Green Tree Mortgage invites you to connect with the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaros, the co-host of Good News in Real Estate and a five-star real estate expert in the Delaware Valley. Let the mortgage mom answer your questions, help you with a mortgage, provide answers for you about your current home, while always educating you about homeownership, including home purchase and finance options. Deanne Katsaros, the mortgage mom, NMLS 143589. Click mortgagemom.net. That's mortgagemom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, all positive all the time. So we're at the end. So, Mark, we are up to your funny story. And this one is about a grandmom that's involved in a real estate court case. It's called, When Grandma Goes to Court, Look Out. So lawyers should never ask grandma questions if they aren't prepared for the answers. In a real estate trial in Minnesota, a southern small town prosecuting attorney called his first witness to the stand. A grandmotherly elderly woman. He approached her and asked, Mrs. Jones, you know me? She responded, why, yes, I do know you, Mr. Williams. I've known you since you were a boy, and frankly, you've been a big disappointment to me. You lie, you cheat on your wife, you manipulate people, you talk about them behind their backs, you think you're a big shot, and you haven't even got the brain to realize you never amount to anything more than a two-bit paper pusher. Yes, I know you. The lawyer was stunned. Not knowing what else to do, he pointed across the room. He asked, Mrs. Jones, do you know the defense attorney? She again replied, yeah. Why, yes, I do. I know Mr. Bradley since he was a youngster, too. He's lazy, bigoted. He has a drinking problem. He can't build a normal relationship with anyone. His law practice is one of the worst in the entire state, not to mention he cheated on his wife with three different women, and one of them was your wife. Yes, I know him. The defense attorney nearly died on the spot. The judge called both lawyers up. He said, approach the bench. And very quiet, he goes, either one of you idiots, idiots ask her if she knows me. You're both going to the electric chair. <laughs> <laughs> very good. It was a long one, but I thought that was a pretty good one. It was good. If you have a funny story, please send it to 8029 yeah. at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. Now it's time for the Mortgage Mom segment with Deanne Katsaris from Green Tree Mortgage. And our topic is why people buy homes, part two. So, Mark, we did this um, not too long ago, but I think it's really important. And I think it's it's about time with everything that's going on in the market. Especially with the 48% that rent. Right. For people to really understand. So every time we talk about real estate today in the conversation, it immediately goes to financial aspects of buying a home. Where are the prices headed? What are the interest rates? Are they going to change? Are they going to go up? What should I do now? Should I lock in before the values go up? Or should I wait and try to get a better, de- a better deal? Should I wait until I get a steal? Well, we know those steals aren't happening right now. So you want to know the truth? People don't buy a house because of the interest rates no. or a hot or cold market. Sure, it has an impact on how much home you may be able to buy. But the reality is that a home is a home. Just that. It's a place where you go to be with your family. You go to hang out. You go to entertain. It's where you become actually part of a community. 
So regardless of whether it's a buyer or a seller's market, people are moving all the time. People most often move because of life changes, not because of the market. So while some may have the option, you know, for time to move, others come into the housing market without consideration of seasonality of the market or even the conditions because it's due to life events that yeah. are causing them to move. If you got to move, you got to move. It's time to go. My Back first up. house. Let's go. If inflation was 21%, but I needed a house. Right. What are you going to do? <laughs> The decision to buy or sell a home is about your lifestyle. Buying or selling a home is something that you can do when you have a life change. And I think having flooring put in my 25-year-old house is a life change, right? So I think I need to stay. It's a new house. Becoming becoming clear on your reasons to buy your your first home or a new home is really what you should be focusing on first. Think about what it means to your family. Big time. Coco doesn't want to leave the house. No. And that's that, really... And that strobe light I gave you around the swimming pool. Oh, uh, it looks gorgeous. <laughs> but that's really the first step in buying a home. So real quick, let's go through the primary reason people buy a home. The number one is the desire to actually become a homeowner. Right. Most of us, at some time in our lives, desire to have a place where we can actually put down our roots, not deal with the, the rent increases, right. or even the landlords. And the dream is often driven by the desire of independence, painting the front door whatever color you want, freedom, self-expression, control of one's environment, and a wish to actually build equity and wealth over time. It's the the best way to get started. It's the best way. Now, surprisingly enough, the first home purchase is often the easiest you'll ever make. Why? Because I'm here to help. Now, I just threw that in there. (laughs) Really, because you have no other house to sell. Right. So the chances are you've not accumulated a lot of stuff. And according to the National Association of Realtors, millennials now make up 43% of home buyers. And that's most of any generation. So this is an increase from 37% in 2021. Yeah, they're getting older. The largest share of buyers purchased in the suburban areas and small towns. Number two is a change in the household size. Family size is often the biggest change that people will make. I mean, we had buyers call over the weekend where they found out that their daughter's pregnant, their son's pregnant, and now they're going to have the grandkids come over and there's no room. That's why I bought a house. I went Terry had Mark. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So deciding to move with a partner or even increasing your family size may create the need for a larger home. You know, with children moving out of the home, divorce, death, the family often creates a need or a desire to sometimes even downsize. So it basically could go either way. Right. Number three is the change in climate. Maybe you're in a high heat or extreme winters and you want to go have your second home in Florida. Who knows? Um, But a driving force behind wanting to change is the climate. It's also the primary reason that people look at buying a second home. Um, Some place that they can go to either in the winter or in the summertime. Right. Get a break. Right. So also job change. We know how that plays. People get relocated. You're going to have to sell your house. Um, And home ownership really creates the opportunity to live in a neighborhood that you enjoy. And it allows you to decorate the way you want. I remember when we first moved in to our development, all the kids were two, three years old. We had block parties. We had pool parties. Everybody was. was out for Halloween. I mean, it my, was amazing. But my first house, exact, my whole block, they, people used to sit out at night. Everybody talked. Yep, absolutely. It was, great. It was, it was great. great. But however, when it comes down to it, we actually buy 
for the same reason. And that's, we just want to have a better lifestyle for ourselves and for our family. So do me a favor, give me a call. I know you have questions with the market. I know you have questions with what's going on. You can reach me directly at 609-605-7153. Especially with these rents. I mean, we jumped in Philly from 1800 to 2000, um, for a one-bedroom citywide. I keep telling the students that nobody believes me. I, of course, there's neighborhoods that you can get something cheaper. Right. But if you buy, you don't have that problem. Right, for sure. That was a good topic. Thank you. For part 2A, right? Yes. <laughs> All right, so coming up next is our question and answers. Yeah, so what's the first one? The first question is, and Mark, I want to bring Justin in as well. Good. Um, because I definitely want to get his advice on the market. He's in charge of, you know, a number of different of the agencies in the area. So I know he's definitely got his finger on the pulse. So the first question is, should I prepare my house before selling it? Yeah, of course. And I just did to a Curbio deal where that house needed some updating. And that was a great, that's a great program. I mean, it, I think all of our repairs came to 22 grand and it was a brand new house sold in two days. Yeah. Would, you know. And it just depends on the situation, right? And in this market, the the sellers, you want to make sure you're not over-improving anything and not Definitely. getting the ROI yep. that you expect with the limited inventory and what's happening. You know, you really just want to make sure that you're not putting something in that's going to, you know, not really not help you. you. Yeah. Not, not help you on the We back talk end. about that all the time on, you know, where you're going to get the most bang for your buck. Yep. Should I redo a bathroom? Should I redo a kitchen? But, I mean, that's why you need a professional to actually go through the house with you and give you the advice that's needed. So, for well, you sure. should definitely unclutter. To have, yep. I would hire an I'd have an agent come in, take a walk through because they're objective. Right. Because when you're in the house all every day, you don't notice things. <laughs> like, like I am <laughs> not a very observant, you know. But like if uh, somebody coming in with an objective eye will point out, hey, maybe you should paint this room, maybe you should do that. Maybe, right. You know. But then, but don't. Do to something stupid, like put a jacuzzi in or something, you know. Sure. You don't want to create a white elephant. Yeah, right. What's the next one? All right. Question number two. Is there a reason my home's assessed value differs compared to the market value? Yeah, most of the time it's due. I remember, well, how many how many years ago was it when Philly went market value? Before that, we were millage. Mm-hmm. That was, what, five, six years ago? Or was it longer than I that? I think it was longer than that. Anyway, we used to be millage, which was really weird. Nobody could figure that out. Their house was worth 200000 and they looked in the value, assessed value. It was like, dang red. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute. So now it's market value. So it depends on the townships how they had assessed value. But like when they, I remember when they did AVI, that's what I think it was called, uh, they were way off. Because, like, I remember looking at streets in, like, South Philly, and there were 60 houses on the block, and everyone had a different value. And, like, you know, in the middle of the block, how's that happen? Right. Yeah. And remember, in my past life, I had an appraisal company, so we would go in for tax assessment appeals. I've probably done a few thousand of them over my time. Now it's going the opposite direction, so there hasn't been that many appeals recently. But when the market does reset at some point in the future, you'll see a whole slew of them coming back with tax assessment appeals. And that's why I always talk to the appraiser. Yeah, I, ha- I just did a settlement, and I asked the appraiser, "Do how many agents have called you right lately?" She goes, "They never call me." Right. I always talk to the appraiser, and they're always friendly. Yeah. Now I got a new friend. Plus, I did all of her work for her. She used all my comps on her appraiser, on her appraisal. Yeah. Yeah. 
She's like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, the agents, they crossed their fingers and hoped it appraised. Why well, would you do that? Well, because they think that they can't talk to them, and it isn't true. Like, with, with my company, that's with Green Tree Mortgage. Another myth. We can pick up the phone. We we have appraisers that we actually use. So, yeah. I have a lot of friends way. that are appraisers. All right, what's the next All right, one? next question. Question number three is, should I sell my current property before buying a new one? Well, you should do both. I mean, be prepared. Get Totally pre-approved with Deanne, so know what you can afford. Hire an agent, have them come in, talk to you. The buyer needs analysis, seller needs analysis. And then you want to do this at the same time. And if you get a great deal, you know, it's going to work out. Right, but you have to make sure. It's it's called a contingent. You need to find out whether or not you're contingent. Can you buy another home before right. selling that one? Do you need the money from the down payment, That's you know, right. from the proceeds? So. And Dan, yeah. I think I'll say something too. This is probably the first time ever that you can look at your rate, your current rate, which is probably between two and a half and three and a half as an asset. So if you can afford to purchase right. non-contingent, it's something to look at, but you have to have the right professionals guiding you to make yeah, those you decisions. You want to make sure that mortgage is the right monthly and all that. Yep. So you got to do a little due diligence. Yeah. It takes a, it's a process. All right. all right. Last question is, should I do a final walkthrough? I just had a buyer ask me this question on something I sold. And yes. You should do a final walkthrough. He did no home inspection, anything. So he didn't see this place. So you got to make sure it's there. For one, it didn't burn down. Sure. I had that happen once. And they showed up to do the walkthrough and the house burnt down the night before. Oh, my God. But I mean, yeah, it should be in the same shape as when you've seen it. And, you know, anybody else have a comment on that? No, I absolutely agree. It'd be foolish not to show up for the walkthrough. Water is a big one. Yeah. You know, the fire, everyone else can see the water. If there's a if there's a yeah. there's no damage, one no right? one's gonna see that. Like so. the rain we had this week. Yeah, you, know, it, you, you never know. Yeah, I mean we did we did a house mark where they actually took the doorbell, right? They took the um the doorbell, I forget the ring. The ring. They mm -hmm. took that. There was a couple other things that were missing that they had to actually go by. So I sold an old old one of them six bedrooms up in East Oak Lane one time, and and they took all the antique doorknobs <laughs> 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 on every room. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> All right. Very good. All right. So coming up next is going to be our guest segment. And once again, we are honored to have Justin Gall. He is the owner of a few Keller Williams right in our area, Jenkintown, Newtown, Yardley, Northeast Philly. So very much looking forward to having a conversation with you, Justin. All right. Very good. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account. We're member-owned and offer all the services you're looking for, like mobile banking and free ATM withdrawals. Visit our website at pfcu.com. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Green Tree Mortgage invites you to connect with the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaros, the co-host of Good News in Real Estate and a five-star real estate expert in the Delaware Valley. Let the mortgage mom answer your questions, help you with a mortgage, provide answers for you about your current home, while always educating you about home ownership, including home purchase and finance options. Deanne Katsaros, the mortgage mom, NMLS 143589. Click mortgagemom.net. That's mortgagemom.net. Philadelphia Real Estate Classes is the premier real estate school in Philadelphia, serving all of Pennsylvania. They offer live streaming and live instructor online courses to get your real estate license. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Their pre-licensing course has a $150 down payment to get started and a total cost of only $499, including the book, day, night, and weekend courses too. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Get your license now. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT. Talk radio, all positive all the time here. So what's coming up next, Deanne? So, Mark, we are up to our guest segment. And today we are honored to have Justin Gall. He is the owner of a few Keller Williams offices, such as Jenkintown, Newtown, Yardley, Northeast Philly. So Justin's going to give us um, his take not only on the market, but new agents getting into the business today. So welcome, Justin. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. So uh, you've been at Keller Williams for a while. Yep, eight years. Eight years. Mm-hmm. And why do you think Keller Williams is such a great fit for agents and even new agents coming in? Yeah, so for new agents, uh, dating back for over a decade, it's always the number one in the industry for training, uh, diversity hires, women. And th- there's no company that takes you from the infancy of your career into production, then into operating a profitable sales business to then teams, right? So no matter where you are in your career, Keller Williams is 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 the place, especially for new agents. The funny thing is, is we have a lot of competitors that send the new agents over to Keller Williams to get trained into production and hopefully try to steal. get to steal yeah, them back. And right. it's usually not the case. But um, beyond that is, is the culture, right? There's a mindset and a culture there where if you walk into most of our offices, there, there are people there, there's an energy, there's a collaborative environment of people sharing and caring about one another. And I just... You know, I, I think that's, I don't see that anywhere else in the industry. No, the culture is a big thing. And Keller Williams is a training and consulting company for exactly. agents. I mean, I, I was a team leader for yeah. a bunch of years, ran a couple of Keller Williams offices. And that culture is the number one thing. If you have a great culture in your business, everything else kind of falls in place. Yeah, and that's in any any industry. And I give you credit because the team leader role is the is the hardest role in the KW ecosystem. Yeah. So it's yeah. I, I give you credit for for being in that yeah, role. Recruiting and, solves all problems. <laughs> exactly right. Justin, what made you decide to get into the business in the first place? So, yeah, my, my father was in the business, a REMAX agent, for 20, 25 years. Unfortunately, when I got in, he passed the year I got into the business. Wow. So I was sort of thrown to the wolves and had to learn a lot. As you guys state, you fail forward. You learn a lot of things. And uh, so that's, that's what got me into the business. So I was both a, a realtor and an appraiser. And then when I came to Keller Williams, I was challenged by my mentor, John McClintock. I had to pick. 
you're you're going to do sales or you're going to do appraising. Yes. Right. Can't, can't ride two horses. Can't ride two horses. <laughs> you, you know, you can't be great at two things. Right. So that's when I continued my journey with sales, and then was able to scale a team and then get into the ownership. We call Keller Williams the land of opportunity. There's 50 to 60 different roles you can have just besides a realtor. Right. So now I'm in as an owner and operating principal and um, things, and I've sort of stepped out of production, but my team still runs um, just because I have seventh level and I've leveraged people to, to run that side of the business. Yeah, I remember when we opened the first Keller Williams in Philadelphia, everybody was like, KWO. Yeah. <laughs> but we kind of actually changed the market with our cap system yeah. because that didn't exist yep. until Keller Williams came into the market. Yeah. In fact, I remember when I first got recruited and went to Texas and met Gary Keller. Yeah. I called him up, called my wife up, and I said, "This is a really different model." Yeah. And she said, "You're not joining it cold or nothing, are you?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> Trick of the Kool Aid, they call it. <laughs> I said, "I said it's just a really good business model." Yeah. And I'll tell you something about Gary. It's unbelievable. No matter what brokers, if you look at it from just thirty thousand feet of the real estate industry, he's the only one continuing to fight to keep us as a fiduciary and not the functionary, right? right? A lot of tech-backed billion-dollar companies are coming in to try to disrupt our space because of the margins in the real estate world, and he's the only one still fighting on a daily basis, um, you know, to protect that and protect the realtor. He says on his gravestone, we'll say realtor, even though That's awesome. of all the things that, he's that he does. Yeah. Yep. So, Justin, let me ask you this. what Knowing what you know now, yeah. There's a lot of people that are still getting in, into the business. I mean, Mark's got an amazing real estate school going on. Mm-hmm. What would be the one thing that you would change when you were a young Justin yep. to now? Yeah, it's an easy answer for me. I would have leveraged so much sooner. So I, I did the whole thing of scaling a, a team by myself. I was the one-man team, 100-hour weeks, yep. the whole deal. Every, you know, uh, Open houses Saturday, Sunday, right back to work on Monday, no rest. And I would have leveraged my time much earlier in my career. I did, probably did a decade of by myself until I really learned. It's really when I came to Keller Williams to understand how to hire an assistant, how to hire buyer agents, right. ISAs, all these things, right? We, we wear a lot of hats as an individual agent, and I would have leveraged so much sooner in my life. 90% of the agents in the United States don't have an assistant. Yeah. It baffles my mind. I know. Now, in my real estate school, I yeah. give them a uh, coaching session for free called yep. zero to 20 million yeah. and i talked to him about you have one day you got to hire an assistant yeah you can't do everything yeah and are then, you an accountant right they all do their taxes <laughs> most of the realtors do their own taxes yeah Baffling. yeah people don't understand how important taxes are especially when you scale a business to really understand tax law and right. how profit and loss like we champion that we push right. because it's not about production for us it's about profitability it doesn't matter how much you're selling it's what you're bringing to the bottom line is what's really important in our world yeah. yeah, and why would you do your own taxes if you're not an accountant? Yeah, I mean, it's like dentistry by owner, you know? Right. Well, and you're not purchasing a home as a realtor if you're doing your own taxes. Right. Trust me, because yeah. <laughs> we've seen it over and over again. But, but that's the one thing when I first met Justin. You know, just his mindset was just similar, like very parallel. When I went into his office, I saw you know he read all the same books or reading all the same books that I've read, um, and it, I just knew it was going to be an amazing fit. For, for Northeast. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that. And the thing is, you have to work on yourself more than you, you work on your business, if that makes sense. I spend more time and money working on myself. I read 40 to 50 books every year. And so I continue to try to grow. Be better. Be, because I'm held accountable to all my agents. I have to show up 
and, right. and make sure I'm giving them value. Otherwise, why are we in business together? Yeah. And that's something that you teach, which is so important. Yeah. I mean, people, even if you just got up and read 10 pages a day, yeah. I mean, what a difference that would make. Yeah. But that's great. Um, I think you already kind of hit on this, but one of my one of my questions was, you know, what advice would you give to a new agent starting out? What is the one key factor? And and this is I don't want to say it's corny or cliche, but it, it's showing up. I know the new agents that come in and come through the, the the productivity coaching, the ones that are showing up on a daily basis and hearing how the top agents are talking within the office or showing up to the classes. And again, it is cliche, it's fifty percent of the battle, but you have to show up. There's a lot of this, especially during the pandemic, this part time mentality and thinking, all right, let me just shift careers and get into this business. The people that show up and work are the ones that you know, I tell all the new students because they ask me, like, you know, we're not allowed by law to tell them to go to a particular Correct. company. Yep. But I tell them, listen, go to somewhere that you can get to. Yeah. You're forty percent more productive if you show your face in the office. Yeah. And and what it's really ticking me off, and probably ticking you off too, <laughs> is all this social media, Facebook, ChatGPT, yeah. everything, but talk to people. Yep. You know, it's like smiling. Get over on. that, like. Yeah. But if you. I tell them, join an office that you can get to. Because if you just hang your license in some office because it's in a great neighborhood, are you going to go pay 30 bucks to park and all that? It's a belly-to-belly business. It's back to fundamentals. You know, the pandemic got some people away from that. But again, you have to you have to show up and it's a relational business. I always laugh. I talk to recruits that say, oh, I hate people. It's not the right business. No. You know, even if they are producing, it doesn't make sense. It's not the right business. No, you got to be a people person. That's why, sure. like in my school, we disc them all. And I explained yeah. it this. I give them a PowerPoint on a disc to ease their minds. Because I tell them, you're not calling people up and saying, do you want to buy? you want to sell? You're giving them real estate information. And then you say the magic words. Would you help me? And they'll say yes. And you say thank you. Yep. Right. And if you do that every day, we won't have this inventory issue. You're right. Because the public doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. What do you? What's your thoughts on the market? What do you think is going to happen over next year? So yeah, we look back at this stuff historically, and so if you look at each election year starting after World War II, historically, the the market is 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 pumped up, right, to keep the existing party in. It's just common sense. So you know they're talking about inflation coming down, possibly the rates coming down, very bullish on 2024 and and we'll see what we'll see what happens but that's just again that that's just history and it repeats itself every election year so this year is tightened up with a little bit of inventory but next year people are very confident yeah, that's going to happen I'm, i agree with you i think i think that we're back to like prior to the last not this administration the last administration right. there was all that bundled up fear yeah there was billion two bill over two billion sitting on the fence in philly metro mm. trillions across the country and as soon as that election was over the floodgates opened up yep. yeah. and i think no matter who is in there next time feel people will just feel more comfortable yeah and make moves yep agreed. so justin we only have a minute left i'm going to ask you one last real quick question sure. um i know you have a real tight work schedule and very regimented but what do you do for fun uh, it's my family, and uh, yeah, that's that's what I do for fun. I I'm 42. I had kids later in life, so I, I sort of set it up that way to allow to sort of plan out my life. But yeah, so it's it's majority of my family. I'm also I also I'm a surfer and I golf, and so I find some time. I'm at the shore on most weekends, and good. That's, that's what I do, and uh, that's all I need in life anymore. That's yeah, awesome. If you leverage, you you don't have to work weekends, yeah, right? Yep. So if somebody's interested in joining your team or getting more information from yep. you, how do they get a hold of yeah, you? Yeah, anyone can call me directly. My direct cell is 215-837-4656.
Awesome. And again, Justin Gall from Keller Williams, um, thank you so much for being a guest on thank our show today. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks. Really appreciate it. Was it was good to have you in here. Yeah. Somebody from uh, uh, an owner of an office. <laughs> thank you guys. Really appreciate it. All right. And coming up next is our topic of the day, five reasons the housing market is not about to crash. More good news. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at mortgagemom.net. Tree Mortgage invites you to connect with the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaros, the co-host of Good News in Real Estate and a five-star real estate expert in the Delaware Valley. Let the mortgage mom answer your questions, help you with a mortgage, provide answers for you about your current home, while always educating you about home ownership, including home purchase and finance options. Deanne Katsaros, the mortgage mom, NMLS 143589. Click mortgagemom.net. That's mortgagemom.net. If you're planning on listing your home for sale, get your home updated and don't pay anything until the house sells. Really, it's that simple. Curbio, your first stop with your agent before you list the property and your one stop for getting everything from painting and flooring to full home renovations. Go to Curbio.com, sell your home for a higher list price and realize an average 215% return on investment. It's stress-free, it's turnkey, and the process is easy. Go to Curbio.com. Philadelphia Real Estate Classes is the premier real estate school in Philadelphia, serving all of Pennsylvania. They offer live streaming and live instructor online courses to get your real estate license. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Their pre-licensing course has a $150 down payment to get started and a total cost of only $499, including the book, day, night, and weekend courses too. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Get your license now. All right, welcome back to Good News and Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. So where are we at, end? So, Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, which is five reasons the housing market is not about to crash. And it's not going to crash. So the doom and gloomers that I've been seeing on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn, I'm telling you, uh, get over it. Housing economists point to five compelling reasons there's no crash in, in, coming up anytime soon. Inventories are really low. National Association of Realtors, a very unbiased group, said there's a 2.9-month supply of homes for sale. <laughs> it was back in January. February, that figure was low as two months. We were down to 1.2 in Philly Metro around here. The ongoing lack of inventory explains why many more buyers have a choice but bid up to their prices, like you were talking about these open houses and the bidding wars are still going on. And that supply is going to keep prices going up, and that's fine. One of the other problems is the builders didn't build quickly enough to meet demand. Home builders pulled way back after the last crash back in 08 and 07. They were going crazy building, and a bunch of them got stuck. Remember, we used to always talk about them condos down the Delaware River. Yep. They were building, and I was like, you know what? This might not be the time. And they ended up auctioning them off. Yep. Now there's no way for them to build land and win regulatory approvals quickly enough to quench the demand. I think we're 5 million homes behind. While they're building as much as they can, repeat of overbuilding like 15 years ago is not going to happen. So 
all that is adding into this good news for the real estate market because as they be as they feel a little more confident more homes come on the market homeowners decide to sell prospective buyers get priced get some of them get priced out of market but you're going to have more buyers in the market and demand comes back into balance it's not going to happen overnight but it's going to take a while it is going to take the a while. demographic trends are creating new buyers there's a strong man strong demand for homes on many fronts many americans already own homes decided during the pandemic that they needed a bigger places, smaller places, whatever, offices, especially with the rise of the working from home. Millennials are a huge group in that by prime buyers. And we were talking about about a month ago about how baby boomers actually surpassed millennials for a few months because they had all this equity, trillions of dollars, and yep. we were making moves. And the lending standards, we're not going to go back to 2007 when they – took your pulse and said, how yeah. much do you want? Yeah. You know, we have stricter things involved. There, You know, what brought down that whole market wasn't actually the mortgage end. It was the insurance end. And then it just snowballed into everything else. Too big to fail. But that's not going to happen again. We're not in that kind of situation. We're not giving away loans with no, people with bad credit, no money down. So then Federal Reserve, all those standards that we did to keep that from happening is going to is going to help keep us away from keep us any out kind of, of that, crash, right. right? And then the foreclosure activity. Now, I've been hearing some people talking about there's going to be all these foreclosures. I don't see it happening. Typical foreclosure rate historically runs three to five percent. Historically, there's always something. Family, sure. Like, there's uh, going to be something. Right. We're at like one point two percent. So. There's not that many foreclosures because what was the number I gave out? 68% of the homes in the United States are mortgage-free. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so much equity out there. If they do lose their job or get in trouble, a lot of them find a way to bail themselves out. So there's not going to be millions of foreclosures flooding the market anytime soon. And that would depress prices. I think, like, what Justin was talking about with the whole thing with the outlook coming up to the next year, you know, I think people are going to feel a little more optimistic after the next presidential election. One way or the other, you can't sit on a fence forever. I know. You got to do something. I think I'm going to agree to disagree because well, I don't you know. think there's going to be a bunch of foreclosures? I, I'm not. I think there's going to be some. I do, for sure. For what reason, though? Who's losing their jobs? I don't see people losing their it's jobs. It's not necessarily losing their jobs. It's people that had all the equity in their house, took it, bought a second home. I just think there's going to be some things that are going to be corrected with people that took advantage of that situation. Used too much of their equity? Correct. And I think overextended a little bit. I don't think it's going to be that big, Okay. to be honest with you. I hope you're right, for yeah. sure. We're at record lows right now, record lows. Agreed. Like, like you know, I remember... I ask the students all the time, like, what do you think the foreclosure rate was in yeah. 2008? And they, uh, uh, I taught that class last week. Right. 60%, 70%, yeah. 50%, 40%, 5.1%. Yep. Nobody believed it. They, yeah. you know, they thought the world was coming to an end. <laughs> you know, I was like, no, it's five, it was 5%. Very good. So. All right. So that was a great subject. We'll see how that plays out. We'll keep everybody in, in I'm tune. optimistic. I, I'm optimistic, too. I just... Real estate's... <laughs> it is booming. I, we just need inventory. All right. That's all. All right.
moving on to our segment with uh, Dr. A, and our topic is going to be why discs, which is the D, the I, the S, and the C, have problems picking up the phone and calling their database. So, Dr. A, we've been talking about the phone and the disc, the D-I-S-C, why they have problems picking up the phone and calling people. Today, we're doing the C. So, it's always about the C. Well, what's interesting about the C is that they're going to be questioning whether they're going to do a good enough job. And they're going to plan, and they're going to look at the script, and they're going to get a little frustrated because they're not sure if they're going to do a good enough job. And then they're going to get on the phone, and people are not going to respond, and they're going to be, boy, I'm glad they didn't respond, or they're going to be saying, geez, um, maybe I should prepare more. And they're going to start questioning what's going on. So it's the, the criticalness, the desire for detail to make it exact, to overanalyze the situation will be different things that interfere with their effectiveness and their desire to actually get on and make a call. And and I always tell them their big the C's big fear is making a mistake. So they're always worried of having the script in front of them, not making a mistake. But the one thing I try to stress to the C's is, you know, you're actually helping people. And then once they start getting that in their head, that they're not calling people up and say, you want to buy a house, you want to sell a house, no matter what business it is. If you're supplying information and coming from contribution, then they feel better about this. Absolutely. But one of the other things is they're not necessarily people. People, they, They're more technology and those types of people. So there's the anxiety that goes with talking with people they don't know as well. So there's a number of different things that are all going on at the same time. But the one thing they, you have to do, though, especially in the real estate industry, you got to have relations with people. You got to be able to talk to people. And right. so you got to figure out, you know, the C part of their personality is great for staying organized, but, and that'll make them have it in their calendar, when to do it every day, recurring event, but they got to do it. And right. so you got to try to ease their fears. So how do you ease a C's fears about making phone calls? Well, there's a couple things to think about. You can be making those calls at the same time you could be hitting them technology-wise. So you can say to them, you know, if they don't answer, which is typically going to be the case anyhow, just send them an email. Send them some other message. Text them. You've got their telephone number, so use the text system to get to them. The issue is to communicate with them and to establish a relationship. So let's do it in a way that you feel the most comfortable, that you feel confident. If you demonstrate that you don't have confidence in what you're doing, they're going to pick that up and they're not going to respond anyhow. Right. And and they're, one thing about them is they're very organized. Yes. So if you can convince them to do this, and once yes. they start, you know what shocks me with them? Once they actually start talking to people, they realize how much people really want to talk about real estate with them. And then it changes the whole game for them. Absolutely, because it's really not about them making a mistake. They know more about the person that they're calling. So they they know what's going to happen. They know what, what they need to do regarding real estate. They just need to relax and start a conversation. Right, and because especially if they're calling their database, that's not cold calling. That's right. that's one of the big things I try to explain to the students. You're not cold calling. You met these people at least once. They might not remember you. You might not have talked to them for a while, but that'll be over real quickly. And then they, right. they all go, ah, oh, ah, oh. and that's an aisle moment for them. Yes. So, tell, Dr. Ray, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. It's real easy. Just go to email me at abelson at abelson.net or go to abelson.net. 
and fill up the contact us or just look around and we'll get back to you. Very good. Thank you, Dr. Abelson. We'll have to think of a new topic for next week. Absolutely. All right. All right. Very good. If you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or give them a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. And a special thanks to all of our listeners tuning in every week on WPHD and also on Odyssey and our sponsors for keeping us on the air. If you want to be a sponsor on the show, give me a ring. And we try to keep you informed on the real estate market. We're the only game in town for that. So with that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. We want to thank Frank, our engineer, and our guest, Justin, from KW. I love saying KW. <laughs> so with that, have a great week. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. All positive, all the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate. If you'd like to contact Mark Cumberland or Deanne Katsaris or listen to any of their past shows, go to goodnewsinrealestate.com. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre recorded.